Untouched by human hands, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A podcast still searching for the real killer. He once tried to unscramble an egg. Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And you have come to the right place to learn all about exciting Medicare stuff. So thank you very much for joining us. Actually, we spend as much time learning other stuff as we do discussing Medicare stuff. But uh, as you heard Drew McMillan, my Canadian nephew, say, I am your Medicare expert, Doug Jones. And I'm here to help you feel comfortable about the transition from Obamacare to Medicare. That evil old nasty Obamacare often has uh, very expensive prices and uh, very skimpy coverage. But when you step across the line into Medicare, with my help, you're going to have very complete protection against scary uh, medical bills, and you're going to have a very reasonable cost for that protection. And frankly, I think you're going to be in better shape. Most people are. Once they understand Medicare, and they can do that by buying my book at uh, Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2020 is on sale. If you go to Amazon, you can get it in hardcover or paperback or Kindle ebook version, or you can get it in uh, Audible. You can listen to me reading it to you. That's pretty exciting. Anyway, once you understand Medicare, the way that I will spoon feed Medicare facts to you, you're going to say, wow, just like the uh, last episode we did of the podcast, can it really be that simple? That was what this gentleman's question was, can it really be that simple? Yes, it can. When properly boiled down to its, uh, its uh, common denominator, its lowest uh, common denominator, its uh, individual components, Medicare becomes easily understandable and frankly, easily dealt with, especially when you've got a licensed insurance agent like me who will make sure that you've got complete protection at the lowest possible cost. So anyway, that is what we're doing here. And often during this part of the podcast, I call upon Randy Carson, the podcast engineer, to help us out with interesting tidbits. Randy, you got any interesting tidbits today? I think I caught him by surprise I, with that one. I do. Okay, sure. This, this is just yep, you're actually just up your alley, Doug, because you are an Oklahoma native. So we are going to play Stump the Oklahoma Native. Oh boy. With some with some Oklahoma history. Usually when we play Stump the and it, and it has me afterwards, it's uh, embarrassing and frankly uh, <laughs> disturbing. So I'm hoping this will turn out to be a more fun game. This actually, I think, gonna, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna love this one. All right, sign me up. Okay, for Okay, so here's your first fun fact: Where was Oklahoma City originally supposed to be built? Oh boy! As compared to where it was built now. All right. Well, I can tell you, Oklahoma City is where I was born, 
So you'd think by osmosis, I would know everything there is to know about Oklahoma City. The two things that I remember about Oklahoma City are, first of all, its land area makes it either second or first in size in the nation. At least that was the understanding when I was growing up. Los Angeles and Oklahoma City kept annexing land, and one or two of them was always the the largest city in America. Uh, Oklahoma City was uh, there was a land rush right in the middle of the state uh, and they opened up the um, area to uh, farmers and, you know, ranchers and Oklahoma city had already been platted out. So at the uh, start of that day in 1889, I think it was at the start of that day uh, before the land rush uh, set off at noon, there was nobody living in Oklahoma City. And by the end of the day, I believe Oklahoma City had become the most populous city in the state of Oklahoma. But that doesn't answer your question. I don't know what other location Oklahoma City might have been supposedly located in before they picked the spot they have it in. So I well, don't you know. Go. This, uh, you're going to want to write this down because you may have to know this again. I've got my crayons and construction paper already. Oklahoma City was originally supposed to be built where Lawton, Oklahoma is. But due ah. to a major screw up okay. by a surveyor, Oklahoma City was placed on the map almost 100 miles north of where it was originally planned to go. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. All right. Well, that draws another memory from the deep, dark recesses of my brain. I think it was uh, Lawton that was originally going to be the capital of Oklahoma, but people from Oklahoma City decided that they could stop that from happening and they could make Oklahoma City the capital. And so then in the 1920s or 30s, they drove in a rainy uh, rainstorm from Oklahoma City to Lawton and stole the seal of the state of Oklahoma and brought it back and (laughs) locked it in a safe in Oklahoma City. And I was uh, told that that's how Oklahoma City became the capital of Oklahoma. So I did not know about the close. I didn't know. I did not know about the error in citing the city and, you know, near Lawton or whatever. Okay, now I've got this. This is really going to make you work your uh, historic mind. Oh, boy, I'm already worn out from the work I've been doing. Several times over the course of you and I having this podcast, you've talked about the term the civilized tribes of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And there are known known to be five. Right. And I'm going to name them. I'm going to name them. You're not going to make me name them then, huh? Well, there was originally six, and I'm going to make you name the sixth one. Uh Uh-oh. Hmm. So, so they're the original or the known five civilized mm-hmm. tribes of Oklahoma were are now known as the Cherokee, Choctaw, Muscogee, Chickasaw, and the Seminole. Okay, go ahead. What What was the sixth tribe of the original civilized tribes of Oklahoma? Okay, first of all, it's going to start with a C. I got to go back through yeah. my mind. Choctaw, Cherokee, Chickasaw, Seminole, Creek. You didn't mention the creek. And well, that's, no- a, that's another name for the Muscogee. Okay. Now, how did you know that? How did you know that? Because I'm looking at the information. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face, ladies and gentlemen. It looked like because I know everything. Uh, you're I, absolutely right. I know, like I told 
like I, my daughter used to say when she was a little tiny girl, my dad knows everything. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the name of the sixth, the sixth Please tribe of do. the original of the original sixth civilized tribes of Oklahoma was called the Chapakawami tribe. Okay, that's just made up. You're just making stuff up now, aren't you? No, 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 no. That's actually true. Chapakawami tribe. They all died early on from famine. Oh. Those that survived joined forces with the Choctaws. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. See, I like it when you uh, have stumped the Oklahoman because then I learn new facts. I will tell you that uh, we, on one of our Corvette trips, we wound up, and I can't remember where it was, somewhere in the South. Uh, and uh, it was where where we had, uh, you know, as an unfortunately uh, primitive uh, uh, American society, we had uprooted one of the tribes and sent them off on the trail of tears to Oklahoma. But, um, they had a lot of, they had a museum with docents and stuff and like a village and everything. And so I happened to engage one of the docents in conversation about the five civilized tribes. And this guy was just horrified. He said, I would never say that. Now they were used to black people being not liking the word slaves. They want to be enslaved instead of slaves. They can't say master bedroom anymore. So these docents are used to getting all kinds of garbage from the, the, uh, sensitive, uh, museum goers that they uh, encounter. But this guy said, I can't believe you would say that about the American natives, uh, the five civilized tribes. That's insane. And he, I had to tell him, look, in Muskogee, Oklahoma, there is a museum dedicated to the five civilized tribes of Oklahoma. And it is a just a common thing that uh, those tribes uh, were always known as the five civilized tribes. Now you used the Muskogee instead of Creek. I grew up saying Creek and never using the term Muskogee. Uh, but I just finished reading a book and I can't remember the name of it, but um, it was a story of the Osage Indians. I think it's the uh -huh. something, something about the something moon. Uh, if you look on Amazon, it's two or three years old, uh, but it is a, um, a historical, uh, not a novel, but a rendition of the uh, the Osage Indians who originally came from Missouri and Southern Illinois, and they were removed to Oklahoma and given a reservation in Northern Oklahoma. And on that reservation, I think of all the areas, all the reservations in Oklahoma, the most oil was found on the Osage reservation <laughs> and uh, the, the uh, reservation town where the Indian agents were and everything was Pawhuska. And uh, the, what happened was the federal government had a very paternalistic attitude towards the Osage. And they said, they're wonderful people, but they uh, they're probably going to get swindled out of their oil money. So we should allow people to be appointed guardians and so the whole thing about this book is all these white people, these shyster lawyers and other criminal types managed to get themselves named as um, guardians for the various Osage because the tribe got all this oil money and then had to divide it up amongst the tribe members. And so these uh, white criminals got themselves appointed as guardians for the Osage, who, most of whom were perfectly capable of taking care of their own, their own uh, newfound fortune. Uh, but um, one evil guy in particular 
figured out how to do the line of succession so that if all these people died in a certain order, then all of their oil money would wind up in his lap as the guardian of the last one to survive. And so all of a sudden, all these Osage Indians started dropping dead and nobody could figure it out. There was a pattern, but nobody could see the pattern because they were too close to it. And uh, eventually a uh, Texas Ranger who had been hired by the fledgling FBI was able to understand the pattern. I think he drew it all out on big sheets of paper and figured out that it made sense. And he figured out who the guardian was of the last survivor that would wind up with all that oil money. And uh, that guy was uh, almost pulled it off. He uh, wound up dying in prison, I believe, but he was uh, uh, just a murderous dude who uh, figured out he was outsmarted himself, really. So if there was another well, civilized tribe, it would be the Osage, I would think. Well, you know, I think the lawyer ended up where he should have in yeah. prison, dying, you know, a horrible, slow, painful death. Yeah. Hard labor. But I was going to say, and I, yeah, and I'm being, I'm being a little facetious here, but isn't criminal lawyer kind of a, you uh, saying the same thing twice. Like, like uh, military intelligence, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. An oxy, oxymoron, I think, is the term you're it's looking an, for. It's an oxy, oxymoron, yeah. Sure. So anyway, I suppose we should get back to the old Medicare business here. I, I see on the old, uh, you know, the podcast uh, script here. Your that script. We're going to continue. <laughs> Your script is a misprint. <laughs> I accidentally I know. The same one twice, and you're just trying to uh, tell the audience what a moron I am. And frankly, you're on <laughs> solid ground when you tell that to the audience. Oh but dear! So, I, Doug I've got is all these- so knowledgeable. He he can pull this off just from just thinking of stuff that he has forgotten years ago that nobody ever knew. Well, I'll tell you, the one thing we could be talking about is Steve, uh, our buddy Steve from Texas. He has been Mr. Chatty lately, and uh, I've got a lot of correspondence from him, but I'm still working on articles that I've been uh, saving over the last uh, few weeks, and I've got a bunch of them. I've got too many to ask you to choose your favorite subject matter. So I just grabbed a couple of articles and I left Steve's correspondence for another time. Um, And this is about uh, Omicron, the Omicron variant of uh, uh, the COVID. You know, I call it uh, the the Wuhan flu or the Chinese flu, but other people call it COVID. And I am, um, you know, kind of disgusted by the way that one political party tried to take over the United States using this as an excuse. So, But on the other hand, since it affects older people more severely, then I I realize that it is um, uh, a subject of some interest to people that are approaching Medicare age or people who have crossed over that line and they're actually on Medicare or older. So I've got two little short articles here. One is, uh, they're both fairly recent. One says, alarm bells ring over new Omicron variants. And uh, the two variants here, BA.2.75, and there's BA.5.2.1. And I don't pretend to even understand what those things are short for, but BA.2.75 appears to spread even faster than the highly contagious BA.5, which is the strain that currently dominates the United States. BA.2.1 
0.2.75 is making its way across India and about 10 other countries, including the U.S., where a third case was detected last week. I don't think that's really making its way across if a third case was detected. Meanwhile, a new strain of BA.5 has materialized, but its effect is still unclear. Well, the last time they had this Omicron variant, it turned out to be a lot more contagious, and people panicked, and the, uh, that one political party I mentioned used that as an excuse to start forcing people to wear masks and shutting down legitimate businesses and removing the, the uh, freedom of choice from people uh, as to uh, whether to go out to a restaurant or whether to go to a store or whether to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. They just instituted all these rules and regulations. So that turns out to be the variant that spreads the easiest, but is the least damaging to people. And I was told that I had it, but I had pneumonia at the same time. This is back in the end of January, early February. And I, I just felt like poo-poo doo-doo. So I went and got tested and they said, yes, you have, because they gave me an x-ray, you have uh, pneumonia, and you have uh, uh, COVID. And I said, oh, great. Uh, double, double whammy. That sounds good. <clears throat> but I, it was just like having the flu. And I was over it after a few days. So uh, anyway, they made a big deal about Omicron. And now they have these variants of Omicron. So that's one of these two articles. Um, <clears throat> I think these articles are trying to gin up fear that there's, a, there's another uh, panic on the way. Then the next one, uh, this was from yesterday. First protein-based COVID shot authorized for use in the U.S. Now, they, they've been talking about these uh, vaccines, and I think the vaccines had a limited effectiveness, limited period of time during which they were effective. And then they were talking about the boosters, some of which were not effective at all, from my understanding. I never got a booster. I got the first two Moderna vaccines back in early 2021 and uh, never really had a bad case of anything. But this article says Novavax, the Novavax COVID vaccine uh, is the first protein-based COVID shot authorized for use in the U.S. So what makes this thing different? Let's see what the article says. It is built using traditional technology instead of mRNA, RNA is, you know, ribonucleic acid, mRNA, you know, that escapes me as to what that is, but maybe some of the more uh, uh, highly educated uh, uh, scientists in the audience will be able to figure out what mRNA is. Anyway, like some rivals, it says it's uh, built using traditional technology instead of mRNA, like some of the rivals on uh, Tuesday. So just a few days ago, uh, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky signed off on its use, officially clearing the way for it to be distributed to states. Americans now have four COVID shots available. Novavax, Pfizer, Bio, BioNTech, Moderna, that's the one I had, and Johnson & Johnson. So uh, the New York Times says a fourth COVID vaccine is cleared for use in the United States. The CDC recommended that a newly authorized vaccine from Novavax be used as an option for adults seeking primary immunization against the coronavirus. Uh, this Dr. Walensky, and frankly, I don't know much. I, if that's a person that tried to make me wear a mask, and then I'm not inclined 
to uh, pay a lot of attention to whatever this person says. Uh, they, she signed off on the recommendation of a panel of vaccine experts that had unanimously endorsed the vaccine on Tuesday afternoon. That's just a couple of days ago. The decision removes the final regulatory hurdle for the fourth COVID-19 shot authorized in the United States. Uh, let's see. And all of this is about its uh, approval or clearing the final hurdles. Let's see. Amid criticism over its approach to COVID-19, the pharmaceutical industry has issued a new declaration to work closer with intra-government groups in order to provide greater access to medicines and vaccines in future panics. So that's not about this particular vaccine. So I don't know. There might be something improved on the uh, horizon for uh, Chinese Wuhan flu sufferers, Randy. I don't know. Um, that is, uh, according to my clock, that is perfect timing. I have ended at exactly our target time. Do you agree with that? Or does your clock say something different? I, I do. We, we arrived at the station just in time. That's fantastic. Just in time. We are out of fuel and out of time. How could we plan it better? <laughs> the only thing I'm wondering is now that we have another vaccine. Now, does that mean that monkeypox is not coming after all or what? I was hoping to hear something about the monkeypox. That article had nothing in it. It was actually a compilation of a bunch of different articles from different sources. The New York Times is not a source that I would trust, but um, there were other quoted articles in there. And the thing that made it interesting to me was this was a, uh, a vaccine that came from a different source or was devised using a different method, protein-based. They call it protein-based. So I don't know if it's going to be more effective. Maybe they'll, they'll uh, narrow the usage down to just that one and dump the other ones. I have no idea. Well, I, I took the original J and J. I don't think that was all that popular, but that's what my personal physician recommended. So that's the way I went. And that was a single the only, shot. The right? only, no, well, it was actually well, yeah. Each set was a single shot, but oh, I, okay. I did get the boost. I did get the second go around, and oh, it wasn't okay. a second shot. It was just the next go around. Maybe it was Pfizer. I'm thinking sense. of that was one shot. One of yeah. those was one shot. And the others were two doses each. Now the the only side effect that I that I had at all from the J and J was I I have a particular affinity now for the mm -hmm. scent of Johnson wax. Well, I, I really like that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm thinking that, that Margaret's probably happy about that because her floors are nicely waxed at all times now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we need to let the people go. First of all, we need to take care of a little bit of business. Send Doug some mail. I'm, I keep begging you to send him mail because he gets so disappointed when he doesn't get any. And his email address is dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Go to Amazon, order up a few books. You know, we're in the second half of the year now, so you need to be storing up your books coming in for the holiday season. Yes, because God knows you're going to need them later on. I, I know, absolutely. So it's it's Medicare for the Lazy Man, the 2022 version, which is the numbers are green, or the audio version, or the Kindle version. So definitely go out and get something, because as your relatives arrive later on the year for the holidays, you're going to want some little gift 
some little thing to give to them and to thank them for coming. And one of Doug's books really hits the spot in most cases. Excellent choice. Absolutely. So we have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma originally, but yep. now residing in the high mountains behind Cave Creek, Arizona, Doug Jones. Bye-bye.